0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. <laughs> Brought to you by
1: Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does
0: that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot
1: C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 chat.
0: 1230 for it. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Some guests on the show receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. Mark Specter is coming up in 23 seconds time. Stauffer and Spector brought to you by the horses in Horse Racing, Alberta. Century Mile opens up on April 1st. Century Mile Racing, horse racing, begins April the 28th. Um, Tyler has been kind enough to text me this regarding Nikita Kucherov and Connor McDavid. Kucherov is outpacing McDavid 32-16 to 16 in secondary assists in all game states. Second assists are highly volatile. Between that and 97, having played six fewer games to Kucherov... That explains some of the difference between the two players. That is an interesting point. I mean, what that is basically. And we all, look, Kucherov's going to win the MVP. We know that. We don't ba- know that. Well, you, you guys, who are you voting for? I haven't decided yet. All right. So, I mean, the fact well, that he's got. I don't got, get how, wait a second, What about these
1: volatile
0: secondary assists? Sa- what does that mean? What he's saying is sometimes, you know, he plays on, obviously Kucherov plays on a better team. Yes. Right? So, he's got 16 more secondary assists on Okay. Kucherov. So, so that's exactly. a sign that he's playing with better guys that can finish off plays because
1: he gets rid of the puck and two other guys make a play and score. Well, that's sure.
0: Okay, I don't.
1: I, I'll say this: this is one of Six those stats that I don't need to look at secondary assists to learn that Kucherov's surrounded by better players. Yeah. If that stat proves that okay, I didn't need. How
0: many it. points would Connor McDavid have if he was in Tampa Bay's line?
1: Yeah, well, probably as many as Kucherov has.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and Connor was suspended for two games two games out for, look, I'm not going to, because we're going to have idiots, and they are idiots, and <laughs> trolls, oh, you're be-. I'm not belittling Kucherov, he is a hell of a player, that is an unbelievable draft well, choice. Well, there's something to being the leader of a great team. And you know what, uh, unfortunately, the, and Jason Gregor just put this uh, stat out, that 64 times there's been teams that have had two or more players have 100 points. 63 times. 63, and the orders are on the verge of the 64th. Okay, if if Drysdale gets five more points in the team's final seven games, mm-hmm. which, frankly, I wouldn't bet against. Wouldn't bet against. Okay, so only twice before have teams missed the playoffs, and the Oilers are on the precipice of being the third team to do that. Now, don't tell the players that. They still got to believe they got a chance to get into it. And the way some of these teams are going down the stretch, Minnesota and Arizona, uh, but they still an incredible, like it's a 1%. They're not getting it. It's like a 1% chance. Anyways, which, which brings us to... <laughs> we spent all season. Why did? They, how did this happen? We both know how this happened. How? What happened? How this team got into this position. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I mean, how long's
1: our for radio two, show, Bob? For two straight years. Don't we have a game? It is not the pregame start at 5?
0: Five? No. <laughs> 5.30. You want to... Uh, I got to go home and pick up my wife and the kids <laughs> to bring them to the game tonight. We don't so have uh,
1: time to explain on this radio show how they got into this. Like, it's a long, of tale. All right. So,
0: <laughs> last year, Clefbaum and Larson missed a large portion of the year, and Sacra missed the first half. And the general manager then, at the time, in his infinite wisdom did not address the Secura injury that he knew about and, and tried and mm-hmm. didn't didn't deal with that effectively, okay? And he had a little bit of cap space to do so. This year, in fairness to Shirelli with the Secura injury, it just happened at the worst possible time, yeah. August after free agency. So that was just right. bad luck. Um, but trading away forwards like Strom and Kajula that were top-nine forwards on a team that were light on top-nine forwards. It was a dumb idea. Probably didn't, and that's part of the thing that undermined the overall success a lot. Ah, oh, sure. Not it, to mention, not In built-
1: the short-term success of this team was undermined by some very poor general managing this season. Yep. But there, this is a team that's missed the playoffs 12 out of 13 years, Bob.
0: So what the hell happened from two years ago to get us in this position right now?
1: Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, they weren't as good as, as we thought two years ago. We could certainly say that. Um, I would say that, you know, some what they needed, what they needed was some help from below. They really haven't developed a lot which, of
0: which they might have by next year.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't help us. The last two right, years, right. they haven't have their system has not helped this team. They're they're, they're finally drafting well, but that takes a long time. look at time. the
0: bets he made. I mean, Mark, do you know how many goals in the preseason? Ty yes, the Yarby, and Kalariyama mode ahead.
1: Yeah, they, they, could, they convinced some they people 15, that maybe they could do something for you. 15 goals in preseason,
0: right. Let those three guys combined for nine goals this well, year. There's a little lesson, right? Nope. It's like
1: garbage time at the end of the year. Preseason's the same thing, yep. it's, it's all but meaningless. Yeah. So, so Shirelli's gone. Hmm. I noticed that. So who's coming in, Bob? Who's the flavor of the day? You tell me. <laughs> I don't know who the flavor is. I know that it will be a very extensive search. Uh, I think one name that we haven't spent a lot of time talking about that will certainly, I would hope, get an interview would be Ron Hextall. It's another guy who's uh, very, you know, he's not, how would I say, he's not that old school guy. You know, he's kind of got a newer approach to things, yet he has experience in a couple organizations. in L.A. was very successful comes out of philly that they never had the success that i'm sure they hope for but he's one guy kelly's mccrimmon's a guy uh what do you say to this bob
0: what I'm, do you say to this i'm
1: thinking about kelly mccrimmon and i'm thinking about vegas and i'm thinking that they have a n- fair chance to come out of the west certainly an opportunity what if they were in the stanley cup final and you couldn't talk to kelly mccrimmon until like june 7th or 8th yeah. or 9th is that too late why because the draft's coming up, and that's where you do so all what? your trading.
0: So you have Keith Kretzky run the okay. draft for you.
1: Do you need to make some significant transactions at the draft this year? Not just picking players? Potentially.
0: Yeah. That's going to depend upon how conversations go with certain players and other organizations. Maybe guys that are closing in on the end of their contracts and other organizations. So. Uh, what do you mean by that? well let's just wait. How can
1: and see. you talk to guys who are closing out on contracts the other way? No, I'm
0: saying maybe there's players that become available that are in the last years of their deal, like they got one more year left and maybe they inform the organization that they're currently with and maybe you can get in on some of those players. I don't know. Those are the and, and maybe you have to do the same thing. <laughs> but you still need your GM to do that. So yeah. I guess the point would be
1: uh how long do you wait All right, to get Alright, I'm iron? gonna
0: give you that's let's, let's, let's play the GM game. Let's play the potential GM game and discuss that. Okay, why not? Because I think that that's the, what the fans want. Yeah. The, I think the fans the want. The most them. important hire coming up here. Right, right here. So, Mike Gillis. You brought him up on Vancouver TV.
1: Yeah.
0: So, now, his reputation is they did some very progressive things on the analytics side and on the sports science side.
1: Yeah, especially making uh, Roberto Luongo captain. That was, that was progressive.
0: Yeah. How's that contract worked out for them, by the way? Well, it was an awful contract could be he could really, be really bad if he, be, if he retires if <laughs> yeah. he retires they messed up that
1: whole goal how was uh,
0: Mike Gillis's draft record in Vancouver It's terrible okay right. uh
1: it was terrible in five years I believe he had one player Bo I, I
0: I never actually had the chance to interview him during the time that he was GM because he was never I talked to him once. okay how was he
1: well like you know what give him give him some credit for some things he did he was he was king of of thinking outside the box yep Right, he leaned a lot on Lawrence Gilman, who I think we both have a lot of respect for. I think we both have a lot of time yeah. for Lawrence. Um, but he was king of of uh, you know finding new sleep patterns for the players and having a having a room at the Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Do you Vancouver. think he was the
0: easiest guy to get along with?
1: Ah, uh, that doesn't matter. No, well, he wasn't. But that's okay. Was Peter Shirelli? No, but I wouldn't care about that either. If you didn't think, lose well, every what, trade, what,
0: what, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't uh, care how
1: guys to get along with. Don't lose your trades. Get make build a good team. Yeah, right. How easy is Lou Lamorella to get along with? No yeah. one ever gets to talk to him. Yeah, right. Well, that's okay. Don't you think that's a little bit important here in Edmonton? Uh, no more so than anywhere else. Like, sure, would I like a GM like Keith Gretzky that you see around and talk to and can ask a question and find? Yeah, that's what I would want for sure. But that's that's priority number. Okay,
0: ten. So let's go back to Gillis. So he did some unique things. He
1: did some unique things. Took a team to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they should have won it. They're up three two. They're up two nothing and had yeah, yeah. And they just they didn't close the deal. Yeah. Um, but it was a one-and-done thing. He got that team up to that point, and then after that, the rebuild that the Vancouver Canucks are in today is because of the caretaking of Mike Gillis, right? Hmm. The cupboards were are completely there, similarities, there.
0: Are there similarities between Gillis and Peter Shirelli?
1: Uh, that's face no, I mark. think when, that Gillis' he... pro scouting was a lot better. He brought in good NHL players to help that team get to the top. Right then, and, and, he how gave out. He,
0: and how was the amateur scouting? Probably it was worse. terrible.
1: Yeah, it was awful there. That's why they didn't get any players. I know that the, the GM is not nec- directly responsible for amateur scouting. Most GMs aren't looking at amateurs unless it's their first-round pick. Right. However, you're in charge. It's the buck stops on your desk. If your amateur scouts aren't getting the job done, you better replace them fast. So I mentioned and Mike because
0: Elliot Friedman mentioned him Friday. He's in the piece today, and it's entirely feasible that Bob Nicholson might interview ten to twelve guys. And three or four of the guys that he might be interviewing might be fact-finding missions with guys that yeah. have been in Canadian markets. Like I'd it. interview Mike Gillis. Would you interview Dave Nonis?
1: Uh, yes, I would. Okay. Dave Nonis is part of a, a very intelligent operation in Anaheim. You know, he's also had been part of the Vancouver Canucks. He was underneath of Brian Burke. He was
0: GM in Toronto as well, yes. Yeah, he was a
1: part of a pretty complex situation in Toronto. He replaced
0: Brian twice, once in Vancouver right. and once in Toronto.
1: So you can learn a lot. In those interviews, and, you know, you just never know. You might like the guy more than you think, Mm -hmm. right? Like, why close? This is the one chance you get to interview all these people and learn as much as you can.
0: Kelly McCrimmon, what have you heard?
1: Well, nothing, because he's under contract to the Vegas Knights, and they're not going to let him do interviews. I I understand uh, until they're done. I think they don't need that I think that there might be
0: competition for Kelly McCrimmon. I think that well, Seattle, in a perfect world, may we'll look at Kelly as well. Look who just went through this expansion yeah. process in Vegas. Who would know better how to do this? Nobody. What would be a more appealing job, Edmonton or Seattle? Edmonton with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettel or Seattle from scratch?
1: Well, that's a good question. One, you have an open template in one town, and in the other, you have uh, two of the best young players in the National Hockey League today but a giant mess to clean up. should
0: mention with Mike Gillis, uh, represented Craig McTavish during his career. Okay. Uh, tight with Rich Winter for a number of years. Um, let's see. Um, was involved in the whole Nylander fiasco where the Oilers thought they had a deal uh, done. Uh, and then the player, we're told, went back. Uh, you know, yeah. we know that. That li- stuff happens. For I lived. That was 10 years ago. Best deal that the orders never made. We might add. Not getting Elander. Yeah, he ended up having a. He got bought. He got bought out.
1: Yeah, he ended get bought out. It was a terrible contract. So yeah. that was a that was a mistake. The orders were lucky they didn't make. He's frankly.
0: done some pretty unique things over the last four or five years. Gillis. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, he's traveled all over the world for one. Okay, so. But he has not been in hockey. Why?
1: I, that's a good question. I don't okay. know why. Yeah. I think his name's been kicking around some GM jobs. Yeah. I, I just feel like I, I feel like uh, you know th- there's two ways to look at every guy who sort of does things and, and makes some mistakes like let's look at Gillis one of Gillis's issues in Vancouver was he gave everybody a no move and a no trade and and yeah. now he'll get a second run at that somewhere if he gets a job and maybe he's smarter for it and he won't do that right sometimes learning the hard way is the best lesson uh, maybe he'll come into Edmonton and say look when I was in Vancouver I didn't look into my amateur scouting enough. I let my amateur scouts fail for too long. Maybe he wouldn't do that here. Now, the amateur scouting here has been a lot better lately, so maybe you leave it alone, but the point is maybe all the shortcomings that we point to, Bob, that that occurred in Vancouver, and, and there was also some good things he did. Take a team to the Stanley Cup, they did okay. some
0: unique things with right? analytics and, and sports science. did some,
1: absolutely. So, you know what? There's nothing to say that you don't get all the positive Mike Gillis attributes. And the ones that, that he got wrong in Vancouver, he'll get right here.
0: All right. Nothing so, to say So, that. we've talked about Gillis. Uh, we've talked a bit about Nona's. Okay. Uh, what about Mark Hunter?
1: You know, he's... What do you think? A, well, I, I like the fact that he was in on what has been a very successful turnaround of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know,
0: Well, they, they stepped up when they took Marner at four because there's a lot of people who thought they should have taken Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Now, Hannafin's tracking to be a pretty good defenseman for Calgary, but he has been traded. Yeah, Mar- Mar- Marner's going to be a 10 million, 9.5 yeah, million. He's a star. So, uh, now the wrestler picks, Dermot was a good pick for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he basically ran 15, 16, and 17, I believe. So that's three years. A little early to g- gauge some of their picks. But, uh, and in London's case,
1: I don't mind Sammy Kavanaugh. I can tell
0: you, you know what's interesting? The people in the Western League will all tell you that Kelly McCrimmon is excellent. The people in the OHL will all tell you that Mark Hunter is excellent. It's familiarity. I think both, both guys, both good. G- they're both pretty good, <laughs> and they both basically got three years of NHL experience.
1: All right. Okay? Uh,
0: Ross Mahoney,
1: Washington. I don't know much about Ross Mahoney, but uh, I think we would all be, um, how would I say, you have to take your hat off you know, to what they've done at Washington. Now, there's sure, they won one cup, but they've been a good team yeah. every year, and they're largely built from within. Yeah, uh, they've and they've hit on a bunch
0: of, of late round, like late first-round picks. The one comment that I got from somebody in the business actually yesterday uh, for someone that, and this is no one that is of the employee of the Edmonton Oilers, said, you know, Barry Trotz basically GM the team for the first year and a bit when Brian McClellan took over for McPhee because but hey they won the cup last year mahoney is the number 2 in command on that team and he has been in the league a long time and is seen mm-hmm. as a very good talent evaluator um Lawrence Gilman
1: uh there's another guy that's never worn the crown but worked for a bunch of people who have right yeah you know he's so worked-
0: Arizona Vancouver yeah. and now I Toronto I think he started in Winnipeg didn't Yes he, he did with the Jets a yeah, long well, long yeah. time
1: ago uh, so, you know, the, I think there's, there's, a, there's an intersection of experience and, and um, you know, youthful uh, ingenuity here. And uh, When I say that, I mean you want to catch the rising star on the way up. You know, you want to catch it, – it, maybe, like, let's say Ken Holland on the other hand. You know, is Ken Holland – we know exactly what Ken Holland will do because we've watched in Detroit for 15 years. But maybe you want that younger guy. You know, like, look at Toronto's experience with Kyle Dubas. You know, he's done a good job there, and it's his first GM job, right? So, of course. John is finally starting to get some traction in Arizona, you know? Got to give them a little credit. They're going to maybe make close Unbe- to uh, making the playoffs. Unbelievable
0: injury issues this year that right. they've overcome. Bob Stoffer, Mark Specter with you for Horse Racing Alberta and the Horses. A reminder that uh, the Century Mile, it opens up on the 1st. The racing begins there on the 28th. And we will be back and we'll talk a, a little bit more about what Speck said about pumping young blood. This is Orders Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630. Chad. Yeah, he's pretty good, Connor McDavid. It's 1254 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Spec, your mic's hot. Just uh, let me bring you down for five seconds. There you go. Uh, this text comes in out of Salmon Arm from Howie. Bob, the Oilers can't bring in Mike Gillis. He was, as my grandma used to say, an odd duck. Review the Luongo Schneider goaltender trade fiasco. Don't hire Gillis. Don't hire the odd duck. We need a real hockey man. Well, I do think he's a different bird, does that make him an odd duck? I think in this day and age, we're more accepting of odd ducks than ever before. You can text us at 630-630. Out of Valley View, Bob, my first ever criticism. If you're going to have a guest on the show, don't interrupt him so much. I thought I actually... Spec, I thought that's the most I've ever let you talk. I just <laughs> stayed out of it there for a couple of minutes. At Valley View, if you think I interrupted, Spec, you should hear me of most of my guests. Uh, Oilers need to think about what opinions are out there other than the past GMs that are out there. Bob, why wouldn't the Oilers raid the best Tampa Bay Al Murray? There's no wrong suggestion at this time of year. Do you not agree with that, Speck? Like, you can make an argument for lots of different guys.
1: Uh, sure, that's the process. Like, last time, Shirelli came open and they, quote-unquote, snapped him up, uh, which at the time seemed like a good idea, and it wasn't. Well, it certainly did if they read you. Yeah, sure. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. However, uh, I think that, you know, among them, the many things you learn is, it, I've said it before, this is just a time to... to Sweep the field. This is a time to talk to all kinds of guys. Let somebody come out of the blue bob and and absolutely surprise you with their credentials.
0: in Edmonton this fall, you can join U.S. Travel Dennis La Liberty on an exclusive visit to Italy and Greece on a spectacular 16-day holiday. It starts with a nine-day tour of Italy. Mark, we can hear you breathe. Visiting the beautiful cities of Rome, Florence, and Venice with daily guided tours. Then board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including meals, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner in gorgeous Santorini, plus parking at the Valley Park at the Edmonton International Airport. 50% sold out book now called new west travel or visit new west all right spec uh, and again you can text us at 6 30 anybody else you want to add to that list i think we should get inside the chicago organization why they're right there with the orders right now
1: yeah how many cups did they win lately bob yep yeah. and after each cup they had to rebuild what do the orders have so you're do? saying Norm Maciver. i would interview Norm Maciver. yeah He was the assistant GM there. And he's a pro guy. We should establish that. Yeah, he's a pro guy. And he he was part of an organization. I just like the fact that when they won their first cup, they had to rebuild because of the salary cap. They did it. They won another cup. They had to let a bunch of guys go. They did it. They figured it out. And they won another cup.
0: Two more names for us, Bob. Whatever became of Messier and his GM dream? Has Mar- he Mark Massey, Has he put the time in to be a general manager anywhere? Well, no. You would have to be a no. I would okay. just say no. This text comes in, Bob. Please don't push the uh, Mike Gillis angle. He is not what we need. Again, you can text us at six thirty-six thirty. Tweet us at orders now. Former D-man Mark says, Bob, we don't have, uh, we don't need people that have their heads up their butts when it comes to handing out contracts. From former D-man Mark. Is that like the former D-man Mark that played for the Oilers? That former D-man Mark? There's a whole bunch of them. Mark LaForge is texting you? <laughs> mark Fistrick. Uh, Bob, what's wrong with putting a Sutter in the mix? Well, was, it, was it Bruce Dobigan that used to write the Sutterite columns out of Calgary? The Sutterites, yeah. Yes. Uh, there was one other one here that I found. Oh, what about Chris Pronger? Isn't he the assistant GM in Florida? I don't think
1: he's assistant GM, is he? He might be the assistant GM Could there. Be.
0: Interesting stuff. It is 12.58 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you along with the somewhat talented Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Race in Alberta. And when we come back, we have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about in the next half-hour segment. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oh, sorry, Cassandra Zodwan. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.